welcome back to the podcast. My name is Molly Higgins, and today we're going to be talking about Desiree's Baby by Kate Chopin. In AP Litton Comp, we have been reading a variety of texts concerning the progression of racial issues in America, and this is the earliest chronological piece that we worked on. This piece was the only one actually written in the times of slavery, so pre-emancipation. It's set in 1840s, 1850s era French Louisiana, so definitely the South, where slavery is a big part of life. However, Kate Chopin did write this in 1893, so looking back on it in history, but still, um, slavery is a huge component in in the setting. So, Desiree's Baby is a story about a girl with unknown origins who was adopted by a French Louisiana French Louisianan community. Um, they don't know where she came from because she was abandoned as a baby, but a family raised her there, and she grew up to be very beautiful and very beloved by the community. She ended up getting married to Armand, who's a very high-status, very wealthy plantation owner who has slaves and is known to treat them very badly as well. When Armand and Desiree get married and have a baby together, the baby has black features, suggesting that either Desiree or Armand has some black black blood in her lineage. And in this time, black blood, as we're going to be talking about more later, even just having one black ancestor meant you were ruined, you were basically cast out from the community. And so Desiree ended up being the one, because of her unknown origins, she ended up being the one who had to leave her home and go away from the community. But it is revealed in the end that Armand is actually the one with black blood, as is revealed from a letter from his late mother. So as we can see in this piece, we have strong themes of what it means to be black and how that impacts your status in white community. And we're also going to see how these themes still are prevalent today, unfortunately, even though we so we live in a so-called post-racial society, we can definitely see how these themes are interact with our society today. So let's get started. So I just finished my delicious snack of Cheez-Its and Valentina hot sauce, and I am ready to talk about these literary elements. But first of all, before we talk about the literary elements, we're going to talk about the theme that they point to. The theme is pretty simple. The theme is that blackness is bad and whiteness is good. And the implication of that is that in a white society, blackness is not allowed to exist. And this is upheld so much that this is why we see Desiree being literally outcast from her society just at the mere thought that she might have a drop of black ancestry. So the first literary device that I want to talk about that is used is the setting, more specifically the culture. So we see from the get-go, we see that all the place names and the people names in this story are French. We have Valmonde, the place name. We have Desiree's we have Desiree, the main character, and we have we have Armand. And basically all of the place names and people names in the story are French. So we see this right from the beginning, the first sentence of the story. We see it all throughout. 
So even though this story takes place in America, this community really holds on to their French lineage. And it's even so much that it says in the text, French was the language spoken at Valmondé in those times. So their Frenchness is so loud that even though they live in a predominantly English-speaking country, they still speak French, which is a lot of commitment on their part, which really shows just how much their French culture mattered to them. We know that Kate Chopin, the author, um, is injecting her own experience into this story. Being a French-American, according to her biography, it says that she considered herself bilingual and bicultural because her family did speak French and was very proud of their French lineage. So, and we also know that at this time, according to Britannica.com, white supremacy, the attitude that Europeans were inherently better and more superior than other races, was so widespread that it was taken for granted in the Western world among white people, uh, people of European heritage. And so what we know from this culture and also this historical racist context is that these people are so proud of their European, their French heritage that any aberration from that is immediately going to cause somebody to be an outcast from the society or to be different. And so, especially because clearly with their slavery, they rely so much on black people being subordinate, being black in that community is going to make you not part of that community inherently. And this is why we see Desiree being outcast at the end. So we can really see the white supremacy being upheld there just in the and just in the culture, in the setting of this story. And another important thing to notice in the literary elements is the characterization of Desiree, specifically. So Desiree, throughout the whole story, is portrayed as being basically the perfect woman at that time. It says in the text, For the girl grew to be beautiful and gentle, affectionate and sincere, the idol of Monday. And that's when it's describing how she's growing up, how she's how she's setting up the story, giving the background of Desiree. So we know from the beginning that she is considered very nice, probably a lovely girl to be around, especially at that time when women had to be beautiful, gentle, affectionate, sincere, all those things. So she was considered the perfect ideal woman to be at that time. Another thing is that she also wears white a lot, and so this color symbolism also really adds to her adds to her characterization um it says when she's when she's visited by her mother it says the young mother was recovering slowly and lay full length in her soft white muslins and laces upon a couch and that's not the only time she's shown to be wearing white or associated with white things so the color symbolism indicates that not only is this literally white supremacy like in terms of races but just in literature in general white is often recognized as representing purity, which is extremely important at that time. While blackness, or just the color black in general, is associated with bad things like darkness, sin, dirtiness. And so Desiree wears white, she is white, and her personality in this case is considered white because she's so pure, so lovely. However, the th- very thought that she could be black, that some just a drop of her blood is black, 
that completely changes everything. It changes the way her husband sees her. It says that he goes from loving her to being like indifferent and also cold toward her. And it makes her realize, she almost hates herself for it because it makes her realize that she needs to leave the community. She cannot, she's completely shocked and she needs to just leave the community, which she does. And so through this color contrast and just her overall characterization, the audience's perception and the other people in Valmonde's perception of Desiree leads to them challenging their racial norms. Because if such a beautiful, perfect girl like Desiree could be black, even though she's not really in their mind she is, then how is blackness really a sign of being sinful or dirty? They probably don't think that. They probably hold on to their racism. But the audience gets that perspective. So it's through both that cultural setting and the characterization that we can really see that after Desiree's baby is born in this story, the only thing that really changes is the perception of Desiree's ancestry. The community is still very French. Desiree speaks French, and she's still a pure maiden. She still wears white. All of these things do not change throughout the story. The only thing that changes is the thought that Desiree might have black ancestry. And she goes from being beloved to having to leave the community. So both of these things really point to just the mere thought of blackness is an aberration from the white society. So this really upholds white supremacy. So now that we've talked about Desiree's baby and how the literary devices reflect the themes of racism in that time context, we're going to talk about how the theme of whiteness being good and blackness being bad is still represented today. Even though we consider ourselves to live in a post-racial society because we don't have segregation or slavery, we still in many ways perpetuate racism at every level of our society. And one example is colorism. Colorism is the belief that within, an eth within a non-white ethnic group, lighter skin is more desirable, more attractive, or just better than having darker skin. And so this is just another extension of being closer to white. The more white you are, the better you are, and vice versa with blackness. So an example of colorism is the fact that in TV shows especially, or just in the media in general, Non-white women are much more likely to be successful and famous or have a leading role on a TV show if they have lighter skin. An example is The Proud Family, um, Tracy Ellis Ross on Blackish, um, Zendaya getting so many parts as black women in movies these days um, because she has lighter skin, or even Mexican telenovelas featuring mainly white actors instead of darker-skinned Latino actors. So in all of these ways, we see that the more white features that somebody has, even if they're not white, um, for example, having straight hair, having lighter skin, a uh, thinner nose, etc., the more valuable our society sees them. So even though we're not hating them for their ethnicity, so to speak, 
we're giving them more privilege because they are closer to whiteness. So in this case, the amount of blackness or non-whiteness that somebody has is still directly proportional to the amount of privilege our society gives them. So it's still going back to that theme of the more whiteness somebody has, the more good they are because whiteness is considered good and blackness is considered bad. So another way that our society perpetuates that idea of whiteness being good and blackness being bad or an aberration from good is racial stereotypes in our society. And this is a broad topic. Racial stereotypes can be perpetuated by interpersonal family relations or they can be perpetuated by the media. But the way that our society has built up racism over time through imperialism colonization, slavery, and everything else has become so much a part of our society that almost all people hold racial stereotypes, even if they don't know it. And that's kind of a dangerous thing because racial stereotypes can have concrete and very negative impacts on people's lives. You can take the fact that black people are several times more likely than white people to be killed by police because they're perceived as being violent. Or a black man is actually less likely than a white man with a criminal record to get a job, even if that black man does not have a criminal record, because their employer might have the stereotype that he, as a black man, is either less competent, more ignorant or stupid, or more violent. Both of those things are aspects of a stereotype against black people in our society. So this is why I think it's very important that we have gotten a chance to read things like Desiree's Baby and other pieces of literature that give us some a glimpse into other people's minds, a glimpse into other racial perspectives, a glimpse into other time period perspectives, just so that we can start unpacking these ideas within ourselves. And maybe someday if we all start doing the work to learn about racism, learn about our own racism and try to fight it, in our lives and in our societies, maybe we can make this world a little bit of a better place for people who are not white. So that one day we can all believe that whiteness and blackness are both neither good or bad. They're just part of humanity. And maybe someday the Desirees of this world will not have to run away from society. Okay, that was really stupid. Sorry about that, Miss Boons. Thanks for listening to my podcast.